Welcome to another edition of Inside Vet CX. My name's Michael McCain, and today we're lucky enough to be joined by Zach Lederhose from Goulburn Veterinary Clinic. G'day, Zach. Hey, Michael. Glad to be here. Thanks for uh, joining us. I wanted to chat to you today because you're one of the first who jumped onto the Customer Insights Program of VetCX last year in October. And since then, we've been tracking your practice's results and you've done a phenomenal job yourself and the team to be where you are today. So that's why I wanted to get you on our podcast today. But first of all, I'm sure some know you. I know you're talking at the Vet Expo and you've got some bits and pieces out there already, but did you want to just give a quick intro and tell us a little bit about your practice? Yeah, sure. So I started my practice in 2018. So I took over a one vet practice and now we've got a few vets working for us. And um, it's been a pretty crazy journey over the last last two years nearly that we've been running the practice. I guess the thing that differed about me is that I I'm, I'm, was fairly young when I started the practice running journey. I was only 25. And so wow. everyone always wow. looks at me like, what are you doing in the room? Uh, but it's, <laughs> it's a lot of fun and I'm really liking it. You're doing an amazing job and Goulburn, a challenging area, you find? It's it's obviously not metro, but it's not really regional. Regional, is it? I mean, how do you consider yourself? Yeah, so the, the town's about 26,000. We It's growing fairly steadily. Lots of people coming who want to commute and just want to get out of the hustle and bustle of the city. But no, it's a it's a cool town. I guess it's what attracts it to me is that it's one of those towns that's on the up and up. You know, it's there's a lot of people here who love their animals. And, you know, before a few years ago, they had, you know, country town way of doing things and, and being able to bring modern vet practice in a slightly different way of doing things to the town. And I must say that did a little bit of a project, if you don't mind me saying, Zach, uh, recently, a uh, community engagement program where what we did was we uh, and, uh, we put some, sorry, say that again. So it was a bit of a shake up when we came to town. It was. It was. We did a little bit of a, uh, I guess, um, trial a new product, which is a community engagement product. Um, and we sort of put out some feelers around Zach's practice, around social media, the local area influences, such as pet stores and uh, pet food stores and so forth. Um, and we found out a lot of information. But one thing that was quite resounding is that um, that Zach's practice was, was often recommended. The challenge I think you had was obviously by the name People weren't able to sort of name, I guess, specifically a Goulburn Vet practice, although we were able to clearly identify that go see that practice on a, on a certain location. Yeah, it's um, it's one of those things. Reputations do take a long time to to build, and and given that we're only a very young practice, we're still struggling for that instant recognition. Um, of that's the practice but with a name like Goulburn Vet Clinic anybody who's got a practice that's named after a place it's a challenge to differentiate yourself I mean that's one of the advantages in the cities of being able to differentiate yourself you know whether it's a best friends or it's a caring paws or it's a Mr Fluffy vet practice you know you really got to carve that out but in the smaller demographics I guess the the challenge there with the SEO is a bit more basic that search engine optimization for people listening but it's a different game, I think, compared to a lot of the cities. And um, that's what we found. One of the things that you need to give yourself a pat on the back is the amount of people who would always recommend your practice, regardless of whether they knew the name or didn't. So uh, well done. And I wanted to dive straight in because our customer insights program at VetCX is quite a challenging one. For those who don't know what we do is we call roughly around about close to a thousand practices each month all around Australia. Some are our clients, some are not. But what we do with our program is we have our client practices and we have competitions practices of our 
current clients. And what we do with all of those calls is we create a national average, a state average, a competition average, and then obviously our client scores. And then what we do is our clients can then compare their score versus immediate local competition, their state average and their national average. So Zach, like I said earlier, you joined in October 2019. So last month, you're about 11 months in. What made you decide that you know a mystery shopping program on the telephone was a good idea? I think I love feedback is key there. That's why I instantly jumped on it, you know, whether it's sending out surveys or just asking people, getting feedback is so important because if you don't ask, you never know. But the phone calls are something that it's really hard to get that feedback on because as a leader in the practice, as a practice manager, you only ever see one half of the phone call. And so it's really tricky to, to train and coach and, and mentor people on the phones. So Zach, it's obviously a, a difficult task. You thought that you love the feedback. And so, I mean, you're obviously passionate because you're the, the leader, the practice owner, someone who's you know, obviously completely committed, not to say that your team's not, but I mean, it's a, it's a great for you. But how did you bring the team along to have that sort of passion thinking that, you know, their calls are going to be recorded and potentially, you know, you're going to sit down with them and listen to a call that, that you know, that, that they've taken. I mean, how did you go about trying to get them on board? Yeah, I mean, it was a slow process. That's the key is, um, is I like to take the approach of slowly, slowly, and then all at once. So we, um, we did a little bit of training, did a bit of the talking about, you know, what goes into a good phone call, what makes the difference between a good phone call and a bad phone call. Talked a little bit about a framework, not too much about the structure and the intense, you know, scripting that, that some people do. And then as I said, hey, we're going to start recording them and they're going to be crap and we're going to laugh at each other and, and <laughs> be embarrassed. We basically started recording and, and it was awkward for the first few times, but but once they started to get the hang of it, and I'll talk about that a little bit in a little bit more, I think, but once they started to get the hang of it, they started to look forward to it. Yeah, well, it's really funny that you say that. I think regardless whether it's just, you know, even your voice being recorded or, you know, even more intense is, you know, a full video of yourself. So, I mean, we do video consult stuff as well. But just listening to yourself on the phone, everybody cringes. I think that's our immediate reaction. We go, wow, that's, can't believe I sound like that. You know, you want to, everyone's general reaction is they put their hands in their head and go, oh, this is really horrible. If you can just get over that initial curve then be able to hear yourself and then you you pick up some of those things that you that you say and you know you can improve but I guess from the first time that it happened and then obviously you got your first report what what was your biggest learning do you think or yours and the team's learning the big shock I think was how little we listened I think that was the was the really consistent thing is we listened to the words that the mystery shoppers would say and, and what the clients were saying, but we wouldn't listen to how they were saying it or who they were or what they wanted from the phone call. And that's been the really big takeaway in terms of those little insights that you can really get when you sit back and say, hey, okay, I've got some time to think about that. Maybe next time I'd approach it a bit differently. So really listening, I think, is the, is the mm. big thing because in busy vet practices, we don't feel like we've got time to listen you know we don't you're, you're picking up the phone between a console you've got three people in the waiting room you've got a dog that's just peed on the ground that you got to clean up you know it's not a place that's set up for listening a lot of the time so taking that time is invaluable and did you do anything differently or did the team do anything differently obviously the first and second so i'll go back to your results which is one of the reasons that we're talking to zach from golden vet 
practice today is that, you know, after starting the program in October, you know, a few months just to get into the groove of things and, you know, obviously get comfortable with it. But to now, you know, even from results at the end of August 2020, we're talking Zach's practice is now the second in the entire country, which is such a phenomenal shift between where you started to where you are now. Um, and looking at your results, I mean, you know, it's almost every time that we call you that you ask the pet's name, which is such an uncommon question, which is, you know, hard to fathom, but, but such an uncommon box that our team get to tick when they make calls but you're also getting the person on the phone's name as well so I mean just simple little things like that and I think it definitely comes back to listening which is what you said before but I mean geez that's a real drastic shift from where you started to where you are now. Yeah it's been great just to see the the attitude to a phone call change and it's that you know anytime someone's calling they call because they want to speak to us you know so it's and we don't we take this approach in our practice as well it's never adversarial you know it's not us first the client about the pet it's okay we're on the same team with the client we want to help them when they're on the phone it's no different you know so that's that's one of the other reasons why phone calls were so important to us is it's just an extension of that experience that they have when they come into the clinic you know when they come into the clinic they're there for 20 minutes but the phone call's part of that experience. And so if we can nail that and nail their in-consult experience and nail our marketing and our media, then it becomes this one cohesive picture, which is really the core to growth as a practice, I think. Yeah, and often that first call that comes into the practice is that, you know, that it's almost like the entree, it's the test, you know, particularly if you've got a new puppy, it's the first time they've interacted with you. And if you've got a busy practice and lots of things are happening at the time I mean, it's really easy to lose focus on that one call which is potentially a new client 100 percent, 100 percent. so now we get the monthly report so you got into the groove obviously you learned a little bit they got over the groove of you know hearing themselves on the phone and all those different bits and pieces so what happens you, you know at the end of the month normally the first week of the following month you'll receive last month's reports what does um doctors that do what's the process for for goldman yes i think we've got a pretty interesting take i'm not sure if it's unique but every time i mention it to people they go oh geez you do it that way so um (laughs) i guess the the key is that we listen to it as a group so we get the entire team to sit down and we listen to the recordings and so if it's your recording up you feel awkward and nervous and you're thinking of all the excuses and say, oh, I was, I was busy that day or, oh, or, I got what's going on. And, and you can see you just you bristled up. But what we then do is we get the person whose recording it was to pick out a couple of things that they did well about the recording. And that just shifts them into a really positive frame of mind because they did do good things. You know, like you say, you know, we're getting really good scores on our calls so there's always things that they did that are outstanding, you know. And at the start, there weren't so many, but there was always something good, you know. They, they listened, they asked further questions, they explained what was going to happen in a particularly good way. There's always something good in every call. And then we talk around in the group and we say, okay, well, what did, we, what did you notice about, you know, Sally's call and, and how she did that? What did you like about how she answered that question? And then we give the person whose call it was a chance to vent all their frustrations about how they sounded or what they did and say what was bad about the call. Anybody else can can say anything that they think that the call could be improved. And then we go, cool, that was good. And then we move on. And we do that for, for each of the calls. So we do it in a team meeting. It takes probably about, probably about 30, 35 minutes. 
it's just a little check-in. And yeah, I think it, it gives everyone a chance to see everyone do good things and do bad things and take away a few little ideas or insights that they can use on their, their calls in the next month. It's a really important thing that you say there. And I think that's um, it's incredible that you've got the team to come to that point where they're happy to sit around and, and listen to each other's calls and take, you know, I guess collectively as a group, it sounds like you're accepting either a really great month or a month that you could have done a little bit better. What about banter within the practice? You know, I've heard that some practices have got a bit of fun going on where, oh, you forgot to ask the pet's name or you forgot to ask this or, you know, is any of that sort of fun stuff going on at your practice? Or Yeah, not so much. I guess because the way our practice is laid out, most of the phone calls are happening when the person's on their own so it'll be our reception and no one else is, is out there with them or or we just got other things to do so we can't we're not too busy listening to other phone calls but sure, sure. um we do when there is a good call i mean there are a few fist bumps going on today because there were a few really good phone calls that people had made and you know so it's just about encouraging those things that when you hear them so we did pick in the early months we did pick you know little sections that were really important to us so making that connection was our key you know making that connection knowing the pet's name knowing the client's name actually understanding why they were calling and if people were doing that geez that that got a really good response just throughout the day and just say hey that's awesome you know that was really good i loved how you got their name or whatever else it was. And I think that's like anything in, and forget vet practice or anything like that, but anyone that, you know, you're meeting for the first time or talking to the first time, I mean, Zach, you know, think about it from your own perspective. I mean, if someone makes an effort to go out of the way to find out just your name, you know, regardless if you're at the pizza shop or wherever the case might be, I mean, you notice that, don't you? Oh, big time, big time. And and it's also when you ask about the pet's name, like you say, that's such a rare thing, but that's the most important thing to a person about their pet like <laughs> the in terms of conversation if if you meet someone down the street and you say oh that's my pet and they say oh yeah his name's archie and that's my pet's name that's the first thing they say when they show you a picture of them they don't say oh he's a 30 kilo labrador you know <laughs> because it doesn't matter to the client and no, really no. Does that matter to you at the end of the day? No. And the name means a lot, but then it's also just going into building some rapport. And then I know your practice is really great about asking basic questions, you know, and it doesn't happen on every call, but there's some questions maybe, but there's a little bit of extra time, you know, you just sort of say, you know, how's Baxter getting on with A or B or C or whatever the case might be, if it's a puppy, for example. And those things go a long way because people want to talk about their pet. They want to tell you about it and they want you to listen. Yeah. And it's about that listening really comes through again you know now that we've got the basics and it's you know we offer an appointment most of the time we tell them about the online booking most of the time we do all those things that need to happen as the bones of a call now we can move on to that next stage of really trying to connect at that next level and matching the energy of the client and all those things that are really exciting places to play but unless you get the basics and unless you have the team on board with getting the basics and get them used to you know that positive constructive feedback and collaborative approach you never get the chance to to really train those things which is why the recordings are so important and so it really sounds like a journey you've been on like you started at a certain place that you know by all means wasn't terrible i mean you still obviously had a vet practice and you still were loving caring people you just didn't realize what was happening on the phones and you're able to tweak some things to now where you're still not perfect but you, you you certainly made some massive improvements as to to where you're at now how would you go without the program now do you think the team would miss having these calls coming in and having a bit of a sit and a bit of a chat about? Yeah, I think that, that it's really important to make the team a part of the customer experience discussion and journey, especially your front of house staff and the people at the coalface. And I think too often as managers, we look at the bigger picture and we say, okay, are our reminders right? Are our 
you know, are we ticking all these boxes? But the people who are interacting with the clients every day really want that feedback. And for our nurses, for our receptionists, the phone calls are the key there, you know, and if you're not getting feedback on them, you've got to be getting feedback in another way. It's just that the great thing about the phone calls is it's objective. It's completely objective. You know exactly what's happening on both sides of the conversations. You know, it's, you're not having a grumpy client call and taking your feedback off that because that's going to have a bigger impact. You know, you're going to remember that one more. You've got these scenarios that are every day. Anyone can, can pick up the phone and it's really, I guess, egalitarian and it's, it's equitable for everyone in the team to see it. I mean, the team loves it when I answer the phone because I always get the worst score than them. <laughs> Well, and I think that's what it's about, though, and I think it's important to remember that all this is is the is a snapshot in time of what the client's experience is when they call your practice at that time. It's not a reflection of what your service is all the time. And of course, if you can get you know that snapshot in time to be consistently good every time, and that's fantastic. But really, all you're doing is testing at you know your peak time when there's all sorts of chaos. How do you find a way to actually focus on the person that that actually answers that phone? So the people that are calling you or the scenarios that are coming through. I mean, let's go with the people because there's all sorts of varieties, Zach, who are calling the practice. And I know that you were fortunate to get a couple. They're all pet owners, but they all have a different, unique way of being able to sort of get across what it is. And they're non-clinical emergencies, but they should always result in being offered an appointment. So the callers that are coming through, they're unique in terms of their style. Yeah. And they're, they're very real as well. So, I mean, and full credit to, to you guys on the team is finding people with different tones of voice, different accents, different ways of talking about their pet as well. It really reflects the variety. And, and one of the great things that, and this just reflects how, how good the mystery shopping is, that for the first few months, it was a bit of a game. Everyone said, oh, I got a mystery shopper just then. I got a mystery shopper just then. <laughs> they said it so many times that it couldn't possibly have all been a mystery shopper. <laughs> they, they couldn't tell the difference. And so... It was great. Like I'd have everyone in one day say, I definitely got a mystery shopper. And I'd say, well, that's not quite how it works. You know, always kind of making those connections every time, which is, I guess, the point. Yeah, they're on the ball. And I think they're focused on the game and what they're trying to achieve. So I think you've done a, a tremendous job. So the team now, they're obviously expecting it. Do you do it on a certain time of where you talk, where you sit down and have a chat through? I mean, is it planned? Is it scheduled? How? I mean, because often other things happen and you could easily push this aside to get on with other things. But I mean, how do you go about making sure this happens monthly yeah so we've we missed a few months here or there i mean especially with uh with covid um i'm sure everyone's sure thrown out of whack but but yeah we try to try to make it every month so i normally get the recordings and then you know next next available meeting slot we um we slot them in and we chat about them like i said it doesn't need to take a full meeting when we first did it it did it took took a long time we were talking about it it was real we listened through them a few times just to pull out different insights and and get those little gems out of it but now it's a really streamlined process and we can really get those insights with less effort because we've practiced it you know um, it takes a lot of effort when you're starting and people are very nervous they don't want to open up they don't want to say something bad about someone else's phone call and and it just takes that practice that safety that collegiality that just takes time and practice to, to build and what about new team members have you had since you started i mean often what we hear from practices is that oh you know it's a bit too hard i don't think the team would like it i don't know how i would introduce it they won't like 
being recorded, et cetera, et cetera. But have you had any new team members who have joined you in the customer care space since you've been doing this? We haven't had any new team members join us recently. We had a few new team members join us when we were a few months into the process. They just jumped on board because it was expected. You know, it was, yeah, that's... It was part of what we did. And when you join a team and that's what they do and that's the culture, then that's just what you do. You know, It was it a part of your culture. Yeah, it just becomes part of this is what we do as a team. This is what we do at our meetings. So, Zach, I mean, I don't know what more to say other than to say congratulations on a sterling effort. I mean, you, you're building. I mean, this is only just one facet. I know you, you know, you've been talking in various different forums about other facets of the practice and so forth. But look, from it's in black and white. It's right in front of me here. The you know the journey that you've taken on your customer experience on a phone perspective. I think you've done a, an amazing job yourself and the team, and it's something that you should be really proud of yourself if there's somebody practice owner or practice manager out there who's sort of on the fence around whether it's the right or wrong thing to do for the practice whether or not those things that i mentioned a moment ago about is it really going to be one of those things that don't want to upset the team I mean, what what would you say to them i think that if you're going to bring it in as a way to catch problems you're going to have problems um you're going to have challenges with the team and their acceptance of it if you're bringing it in as a way to continue to grow and continue to become better and give a better service to clients then you're on a winner but if you're looking at it as a way to catch a problem team member or you're trying to find out what's going wrong and why people aren't booking puppy appointments it's not the way to do it it's a it's a long game and i think that there's so many learnings in listening to the phone recordings that you're going to learn more than what you think and different things to what you're expecting and if you are the the manager and you're um and you are doing it try to answer the phones as much as possible and put yourself in in their shoes because once you hear a recording of yourself you'll um you'll very quickly eat a bit of humble pie i think Definitely. So I think the key message is, is you've built an amazing culture where it's not a long stick or a short stick approach. It's really around we're all in this together. You've picked up the phone, you've answered the calls, you give each other positive and, and encouraging feedback and you've just built an amazing culture around it. Now it becomes second nature in what you're doing. Yeah, that's what we're trying to do and it's a, it's a never ending journey, but you know, every step gets us there. Zach, kudos to you. Congratulations to Goldberg and the vet team there. And thanks so much for taking some time to um, to share your journey on the Vet CX Customer Insights Program. Thanks, Michael. Thanks for joining us for another episode of Inside Vet CX, where we explore everything customer experience related. Make sure you check us out at vetcx.com.au or on social media. And we look forward to catching you next time on Inside Vet CX.